Welcome to another episode of Building a Leadership Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki C. This is brought to you by the Connected Leaders Academy. I am super excited to have the amazing, the master, Mark Cox. Mark Cox started his training in 1983 under Grandmaster Dennis Ikawawa? Ichikawa. Ichikawa in Tarzania? In Tarzania. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, his love for the martial arts and teaching, even when he was a lower ranking student, he was evident from the beginning. Um, Mark was born and raised here, uh, raised in California. He earned his first degree black belt in Tang Zudo under Dennis. In 1997, he now has four children, three boys, and one girl, Michael, Gabriel, and Daniel, and Ariel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark had very meager beginnings in 1987. Mark was a, um, a machinist. A machinist. <laughs> know why that word looked foreign to me um and part-time pool man with a mega dream his dream was to have a martial arts studio that impacted the lives of thousands his goal was to have over a hundred black belts through god's direction and perseverance mark was up mark now operates one of the largest schools in san fernando valley that presently has over 700 black belts mark believed in himself and overcame very trying times and his high school now impacts this community in a very positive way as a former lapd reserve officer mark understands and works hand in hand with law enforcement to help keep our officers safe that's good yeah how are you welcome that's some great stuff i'm good i'm real good i know every time you read it man i'm like yeah man that seems like a million years ago (laughs) yes music was better back then though it was it was definitely the music had some meaning it had some (laughs) backstory it had some feeling right that's correct um I love it. So, Mark, we've been connected through AMA and the CLA and just some amazing things that has been going on. I'm super excited to finally have you here on the Bong community. Not only um, are we connected in those uh, groups, we're also launching our book in January. Super excited to finally meet you in person. But let us know. I know I went through some of the back then stuff, let us know what that all led you to today. You, you talking about where where, my martial arts school or the writing of the book, everything, just everything. Well, yeah, I was not a, uh, I was not a college guy. I, I, you know, I, even in high school, I, I, I was a great student in junior high school. I went to a private school, a private Lutheran school, and back then, uh, seventh, eighth, and ninth was what junior high school was. And then when I went to high school, I went to uh, a local high school here called Reseda High. And uh, so Reseda, that is the Karate Kid everybody talks about. Yeah, it's the same city. So it is. That's where I was. Uh, I went to Reseda High School, and it was such a huge difference. And I just did not thrive well. I played some football there and stuff like that, but I didn't thrive well there. And I ended up going to a continuation school there. And after the continuation school, 
I kind of thrived in that environment where it's just kind of one-on-one, you do your own work and you do your own thing. And I ended up taking a GED and that's how I graduated um, high school with a general education. Then I went and did, went to a, a college here, a junior college, you know, and just, I don't know, it just wasn't, I wasn't built for it. You know what I mean? So I've always kind of have an entrepreneurial spirit. My mom, I mean, my uh, grandfather was a machinist and so was my dad. And so I just started working in a machine shop and I couldn't stand it. You know, I was, you know, I'm super competitive. So if I did production machining, I try and outdo myself every day, you know, can I do more? And I, you know, and stuff like that. And I've always had something on the side. So I've always did my own machining on the side to always have a business. And then all of a sudden my brother got me started in 19, my brother's going into high school. I'm eight years older than him. And he wanted to start martial arts and, He's the one that kind of got me started with him by bashing my head in uh, with uh, I picked him up in a bear hug and he headbutts me. And I was like, no, 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 we're not. That's not going to happen. So that's how I started the martial arts is in that story. And after that, I just fell in love with it. I said, this is something that I, I think that I can do and I want to do for uh, a, a long term goal is to have a school. And that's what I decided to do. And I I worked hard to get my black belt. I was I was in a machine shop when I did it. That job got laid off, and then I started cleaning pools. Believe it or not, I was a pool man, and I liked it. It was, uh, you know, my own hours. I get up early, and I have my dog with me, and I go clean pools, and I get to swim in these awesome pools of these people. And then I started my uh, martial arts in the church. 1987, I started as a ministry. And then in two years, it grew so large, I decided this is the time for me to branch down. And then that's what I did. And then, so here we fat flat, <laughs> you know, you go forward to, I, I opened that school in 1990 and it's 2023. And now I, you know, I've definitely produced over 700 black belts. I've got black belts and other things, you know, I do Krav Maga and uh, I did that about 20 years ago. I brought that into the school. So I've got almost, you know, 60 students in that that are black belts. And then I have about 12 people that own schools that are underneath me trying to help them run their business and, and do what they do. And so it's just kind of this, I don't know, this dream's kind of branched out and spidered out to do impact thousands and thousands of lives. So that's what, that's where I'm at today. That's awesome. Now, what type of mindset or leadership skills did you need uh, in order to do it? Besides just the passion or just wanting to, how did you have to actually make that happen for you? Well, I see, I was a young guy, right? So, you know, I was like, I didn't really know business per se. If I had to go to school route again, I would do a couple things different. And I tell I didn't go to school, but all my kids are going to be college graduates. You know, they're, uh, they're, I have my last one that's getting ready to, to graduate now. So uh, I would definitely learn how to write properly. You know what I mean? How to, how to formulate thought. I would have an accounting class and uh, a bookkeeping class and a personal finance class. These are the things I would have, I encourage my kids to go do. Hey, if you're going to do it, man, you need to learn how to, how to, how to write. And you need to learn, understand, uh, you know, accounting and what that looks like. And so that's what, uh, unfortunately, that's not what I did. So six months into this, I just had a passion to teach and I was really good at it, really good at it. And so, but my school was, was taking a nosedive and I said, I got to find a mentor. And so I think the first mindset you have to have as far as leader goes 
is you got to find the leader that's going to turn you into the leader. That's what you need to have. You need to have a coach. And so I went looking for one and I found one and uh, he just, he poured himself into me and my spending one week with him turned my whole school into uh, a school that can produce great students and still, and have a good living because at one point, I lost a pool job, so it was sink or swim at that point, right? So I, I'm either going to go in all in, or I'm going to go find another another part time job that I that's taken me away from this what I got to do. So I just didn't do that. I just dove in. Six months in, I almost closed the doors. One week with him, as far as what business goes, and then every month meetings, it turned my school completely around. That I almost had to it, within a, a few years time, I had to move out of where I'm at because I outgrew it into the into where I'm at now. And so the kind of mindset it takes is, well, you're an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs, uh, we're the only people on earth that will work 100 hours, so I don't have to work 40 hours for somebody else. You know what I mean? 100%. So that means I got to get up and get after it, and I got to get everything else done, and, I, and I'm, I, it's all on my shoulders until I can develop leaders that can, that can help facilitate and, and, and continually grow this. So as far as mindset goes, I have a very competitive and no nonsense mindset. You know, when I say I'm going to do something to do it, when somebody tells me I can't do it, I'm going to do it even more. So mm. that's, I think that's probably my, my biggest driving point is, is I'm going to figure it out. You know, that's awesome. That's thing. Yeah. Um, so you said something very important and this is what I live by. You're not a great leader until you build other great leaders. Right. So mm-hmm. That's my motto. That's what I go by. That's what this actual podcast is about. It's all about building other leaders. And that's why I bring um, great people that I've connected with. And I see that leadership in them so that we can um, have our listeners that are doubting themselves about even starting, right? That's, Mm -hmm. you know, where they kind of, you know, they get this idea, they put it down on paper, they try to put it to action, they hit a brick wall, and then they just totally give up. So you said you almost shut the door, but someone took you under their wing and said, no, Mark, you have something here, you need to keep going, and I'm going to pour into you. So that leads me to ask my next question. How important is it for someone to have a coach? Now, Obviously, we know that that changed our lives when we decided to bring that person in and kind of see how things are done because we don't know everything. So how important is it for our listeners to know that having a coach is the main way to go, especially when you're getting started? Well, I think that if you look back on anybody that's successful, okay, let's let's take Kobe Bryant, right? Mm -hmm. He had a coach. He had a coach to make him even better than what he was or MJ, you know, Michael, Michael Jordan. And they always revert back to their coaches that poured into them. If you ever notice these, these top mm-hmm. athletes. So the same thing here, isn't it funny? Like when, uh, you know, if you're going to be a fighter, you got to have the right coach. Now, sometimes you have different coaches. You got a wrestling coach, you got a, a striking coach, you know, a jujitsu coach or whatever. And you got all these coaches that are in their field. That's making you better at what you do. Then all of a sudden, uh, we get jumped into school, and what would it look like if people pushed us at 18 years old to have a financial coach? 
I, you know, after, after when I went and looked at something, you know, now that I, I'm in a position now that uh, I help other schools uh, maintain and build their schools. And so I am the coach now, but I still have a coach. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I couldn't write the book. I couldn't write a book without the coach. That's why I hired Emilio. <laughs> right. And then I went and looked. I still look today. How do I build my staff so that I can be the best thing for them? So how do I build my business now to make a great living for people that are underneath me that back so they can stay so they don't have to go work somewhere else. I need to build this next thing. And so I got to go to the next coach level. Hey, I'm at this level. I want to be at this level. I need to know what what's my steps now. So I don't think there's anything in life that is is more important than a coach. You reading the book, YouTube cannot be your coach. You can learn a lot of stuff off YouTube. You need some one-on-one -on -one reactions because it's just like I I, I correlated to jujitsu, right? My jujitsu coach is awesome. And I can watch him online and doing it. But when you're with him and you're in the meat of it and you're you're on the mat and we are face to face and we are trying to he's trying to choke me and I'm trying to choke him. And he's telling me, you see where your foot is right there. You need to move it here. And when you move it there, things are going to open up. And it's those little things, those little nuggets that you don't learn on YouTube that is directed at you at the time that you able to take that and put yourself at the next level. I, I cannot encourage anybody, even even parents here, I encourage them. You, yes, have your kids come and take class, but if you want to get good, have them do private lessons. When you do yeah. private lessons, things really get to weigh in up, and I, and I get to work one-on-one -on -one with them or with you and not in just a big class where you're part of something. So I, I, don't, I, I do not discount coaching at all. Yeah, I have to agree. And just my own testimony as a notary, because that's also something that I do as well. I've been licensed for two and a half years. And when I went into it, it was to release myself from the 15 year nine to five I had, you know, I hit a brick ceiling and I said, you know what, I'm just going to go on my own, have my own hours, get time and freedom back. So I did that for about a year. As people started asking me, Nikki, how are you doing that? You know, how does it work? How do you get into the industry? So I decided to become a coach um, early this year. And I've already went through six to seven sessions. So what I did was I actually was able to create that coaching space because as a just a general notary or a loan signing agent, and taking the two courses I had to do to get that certificate, they tell you the high level stuff, stuff like the laws and just whatever you need just to get in the door. But they don't tell you the things <laughs> that come with it, the, the breakdown of the day to day stuff. So that's what my course is built on. So that's great um, that you say, hey, don't only have them come in to get the skills, but also have them to come in to get the one-on-one -on -one for additional coaching. So I love that. Now you said met, and I have to talk about your book that's coming out uh, behind the mat, right? Or under the beyond, beyond the mat, beyond the mat, beyond the mat, which I absolutely love. And I'll let you say your tagline because I think it's so powerful. And what made you write this book 
and what are some stories behind it that you really want to convey to the readers that purchase your book? Yeah, so the tagline is grit, grind, and growth, right? And Because I needed all three of those, man. And I said that in the speech we did, right? And I said, and I talked about the three G's to become an OG, right? And, I, you know, it was, I was told, Nikki, so much that I would not have a school. Well, first of all, I don't really fit the uh, the body type of a uh, of this uh, martial artist, right? You know the 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 lanky, uh, you know, slim guy. You, you know, I just I just don't fit. The, I didn't fit the profile of it, and so I was already up against that kind of stuff. And people are amazed at what I can do today. Still, right? I was I'm just just one of those athletes that uh, I'm a skilled athlete. That's that's big. You know what I mean? So I decided that you know I had such a mindset of you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to grit through this thing. And it's tough, man. And there's a lot of things like you talk about, you know, they don't tell you these little things. Like I remember when I opened up my school, I had enough students to pay rent. And I went, I went into the trash cans to find padding of people in, in, in higher homes, take their new padding. When they bought a brand new home, they want a new flooring. I take their padding and then I put something over it. That's what was my first mat in my school, right? And I put some mirrors up. And I was just, I had a lot of grit, you know, because I just, I said, this is what I'm going to do. I got to do what I got to do to open the doors. And then all of a sudden, the uh, power company tells you, oh, by the way, you have no credit. So you need a $1,000 deposit mm. in the account in order to have the lights turned on. Now, I want you to know, this I've been with the same department now. They've had my thousand dollars for 35 years. Wow. Okay. They never give it back to you. Right. Unless you're going to, you know, you can use it on your very last bill. So you think about that. Right. And that was such a hard thing for me. So hard uh, to come up with a thousand dollars. And so I just went after it. Uh, I went and uh, did some more acid washes on pools so I can I can do a little bit more extra work in order to to do that. And then there's a grind. And the grind is. The grind is just I, I grind today. It's just going after it. You know, that's where I was. I traveled. I, I, I was gone for for 11 days and it was not some vacation, man. I'm on the mat. I'm teaching and I'm promoting black belts under, you know, with my other other there. I'm there to validate their their students. And then I'm doing seminars there and I'm going on base. And then I'm going off to Virginia doing the same thing over there. And it's a grind. It's a, it's a grind. And I'm not a young dude anymore. I'm 61 years old. You know what I mean? And so I'm still trying to get on the mat and wrestle with these guys and do all the kind of stuff that I did when I was a young guy and still getting after it. But the part of it is the growth. It's the journey, the journey from where I was here to where I was there is what kind of pushed me to write a book. I always wanted to write a book, but I'm not, you know, I'm good at, at speaking in front of a group of people. I don't really get nervous about public speaking. I've been doing it in, on the mat and I'm in my element on the mat. And I've always wanted to kind of do a book, but I really couldn't, I didn't know how to write. I didn't know how to do that. You know, I tried and sit down and I think you, you think you can do it, but I just, I didn't have any direction. So guess what? Went and looked for coach. And then all of a sudden, Jose introduced me to Emilio because I told Jose I've been I've been a friend of his for a long time. I said, "Hey, I need a writing coach, man." 
And uh, he's the one that turned me on to him. And then I met Abigail. She's the one that kind of helped me write the book through Emilio. And then it was a fun process. You know, now I have somebody that's taken my words and being able to put them on paper. And then I can, I can look back and make corrections. And this is how the book came about. And my lessons beyond the mat, you know, being able to teach somebody how to punch and kick and how to defend themselves is the easy part. Teaching people how not to use it when you can, that's the hard part. Having mm-hmm. the self-discipline in your life, not to use this kind of a skill unless you really have to. And can you take your self-discipline now that you learned to become a black belt and can you apply that in your life? Can you apply that in your relationships? Can you have integrity? Do you have courtesy, integrity? Do you have perseverance? Do you have self-control? Do you have an indomitable spirit? Takes all those things to become a black belt. Takes all those things in relationships. It takes all those things in business. So you take all this skill that you have because when you're on the mat, when you are have somebody getting after it on you and you have got to, you have to protect yourself. You have to figure things out in the moment. You see, my bills, my nothing matters if I'm in a ring and I'm fighting or I'm on the, on the mat grappling and somebody's trying to choke me or we're trying to fight. None of my bills worry about nothing. What worries about is this minute and how am I going to figure my way out of this in, in a bad situation? And then can you take those lessons that you learn on the mat and can you apply them in life? And I've yet to see that I can't. And so that's what I wrote the book about. I wrote it, you know, I wrote it because you don't know. I actually started my podcast because I wanted my kids. And when if, if something ever happens to me and I'm gone, they can always look back and go, that's my dad. That's how he believed. This is what he believed in. This was his lifelong work. And I made it as a legacy. Well, now that I have it written in the book, that's the next thing, right? Now you can now now the story comes from me, not from even my sons or something. Now you're getting my words into what I did. What I did, I, I was I never knew I was gonna be this destined. If you told me, I always felt I'd have a good hundred black belts and I'd have this, I'd have my gym. But if you told me I would have 10 or 12 other schools that are now underneath me producing their own students. And I kind of get to be the grandfather now, now, and I get to go and promote their students. I would say you're crazy. And, but here I am living it. And that's the kind of the, that's kind of why I wrote the book. And I, and I'm, uh, in my, in my part of my life now, I'm kind of more of train the trainers now. I like training the ones that have their own schools and not to go through the pitfalls that I did because I can alleviate a lot of pain uh, in, in opening up as far as opening up a martial arts school, but guess what? Opening up a martial arts school is no different than opening up any other school. You need to have, you need to have the key elements. You need to have principles in line and you better be getting after it. And, and the three principles are you better have some grit if you can open up your own business and you better be prepared to grind because it doesn't come overnight. Okay. And you better enjoy the growth that you get from it. And that's what you get to pass on. So that's, that's my, kind of my two cents for writing the book and what I did, why I did it. Well, I can't wait to read it. Definitely for sure, because I do believe in everything that you have said today. And I've been listening to this story um, in our different um, communities and it, it just still resonates with everything that people are trying to do in life today. There's no easy way into starting your own business. It just takes a lot of grind, that work, that blood, sweat, and tears. And you have to understand that 
successful people have been through it too. There's no get rich quick type of thing when it comes to your passion, your beliefs. Like Mark almost did not open his door until he had a coach. He almost did not write a book unless he asked for a writing coach. And these are the things that you have to understand. Like you have to invest in yourself in order for other people to really see you and see what you've done for yourself and what you're trying to do for others. So I just love everything about it. How can they get their hands on your book? Tell our listeners, how can they get a hold of you, get in contact with you? Because I think you have a very special way of really getting through that concept with people just, and I love what you said as well about not having, um, not being able, like teaching them how to, you know, do these martial arts, but also teaching them how not to use it, even though they can't in those situations. So I think that was beautiful and that's a great, uh, concept. So let us know how we can, uh, get a hold of you and get a hold of your book. Yeah, it's pretty easy to get a hold of me. I mean, you can you can get a. I have a website. It's just my name. It's markcox.com, and that's where all my um, podcasting stuff is, which is and you can email me through there. But I'm pretty easily found anywhere. Everything, all my social media is the same. It's markcox100. And if you don't know what the 100 is, you can even see it here on my tattoo right here with the Hulk. It says 100. That number. I was my instructor's 100th black belt that he promoted back in 1987. So I've always kept that number. So Mark Cox 100 is, is Instagram, it's Facebook, it's all that. You, you know I mean, it's, it's pretty easy to find me. If you Google Mark Cox and Krav Maga or Mark Cox and Karate, you'll, you'll, you'll find me also. So it's, it's, it, that's relatively easy to kind of find me that way. So Mark Cox 100 at Gmail, that's my, that's my, email address so it, it's pretty easy but my book is on it is on pre-order right now so it, it I, I have a website it's called beyondthematbook.com all right it's beyond the mat and then i put book after it because beyond the mat was taken but beyondthematbook.com is where you can pre-order and i'm pretty, pretty good on my pre-orders as a matter of fact i'm looking forward to it's coming down to the wire now so i'm looking forward to getting them in and being able to start signing those and and get those out and and get ready to to uh, launch it off. I, I can't believe that's come to uh, fluition already. I mean, uh, you, 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 what, what's yours called now that you're doing on the same day? Building a little, building a leadership leadership mindset, mindset, right? And isn't it funny that when you, when you look at all of our stuff, it's, everything's so kind of the same, right? You know, leadership Mm -hmm. is leadership, man. It, it, and how people's stories interject in and how they decide that okay this is this is what pushed me to this this Mm -hmm. is what pushed me to this and you know it's just uh it's always said right when you put you got a black cup of coffee and you put some real cream in it real cream it always rises the cream rises to the top right sugar sinks cream rises right and so Leaders just kind of, I, I look for them all the time in my studio and the cream of the crop always just kind of starts creeping up and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. you start it. And if there's anything I can tell anybody, I don't really talk about my rank too much. You don't hear me kind of brag on about what rank and stuff I am because <clears throat> the only reason I'm a high rank 
when you say, oh, you're an eighth degree black belt, what does that mean? I said, well, that means one thing. That means, well, first of all, it means I'm old as dirt. That's how I got here. But the second thing it means is I just kept showing up. And perseverance is going to beat people every day of the week. Okay. Those that persevere are going to become the high rank or become the success. Those that dump out and quit right before they win are the ones that are not going to be able to do that. And so uh, I tell all my students here, you want to get really good at martial arts, show up to class. That's it. Keep showing up. All of a sudden you're going to see is I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I've, so one part of these stories you haven't maybe heard of me, but you know, I had a health scare um, about three, three years ago, four years ago, and I had blood clots and I didn't even know I had them. I injured my foot. I injured my leg doing a kick and, and then it turned into a clot. I went and they didn't see, they didn't find it the first time. And when I came home from Georgia, one time I flew, I was shooting some testosterone. I should probably shouldn't have been doing that at the time. And all of a sudden I couldn't breathe right. I thought somebody hit me in the ribs from training. I went to the hospital and I had double blood clots in my lungs. So it was lucky I was even living. And I was a lot heavier back then. I was 110 pounds heavier back then. And I had to make some real decisions. And all these grits and grinds and stuff like that, I had to figure out, hey, man, I'm either going to have to take my health a little bit more serious or I'm not going to be here. And I remember being at my son's wedding. I was probably the heaviest I ever was. You know, I look back at the pictures and I'm like, who was this guy, man? Who are you teaching discipline and you didn't have discipline? And I had to make a shift in my change. So I'll just tell everybody, and this was only a few years ago, okay? We're not talking about decades. We're talking about four or five years ago that I had to make another shift. So as a, as a, in my late 50s, I had to make another shift of, hey, I got I to get after it. So I got to take all these principles that I do and I got to do over here. And it was hard for me. And so I think that anybody that anybody that wants to get good at what they do, you need to uh, get a coach. You need to show up. You need to shut up and you need to train. That's what I'm thinking. I love that. That is so awesome. And I love when you talked about shifting because we will be shifting every so often for the rest of our time here on earth, right? There's never a second where you have to stay in any predicament that you're in and any mess that you're in or in any glory as well. There, it, it, We just never arrive and everything's always meant to get better. And you just have to put yourself in those positions and posture yourself up to be ready for those. So I just love everything that you said. Thank you so much for joining the bomb community. I can't wait to be on your podcast as yeah. well. Yeah. Mark we got that coming up. We're going to have a good time. Yes. Yes. We're we always have a good time. Um, so I'm <laughs> super excited. Uh, Mark, what final words? And I know you, you always have some stuff in your arsenal and I always love hearing you speak and the the motivation that you really give. Uh, so just let our listeners know what last thing would you like to leave them with as far as not giving up or just starting? Well, 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 that's a good one, right? Just starting, you know, uh, you know, everything kind of starts in the mind and then our, our, um, we have two voices, right? We have this boss voice and we have kind of a bitch voice, right? So we have these two voices in our head, right? 
And our boss voice is like, you it, you're the man, you were the one, you look at yourself in the mirror, you can do it. And then all of a sudden, the other voice comes in and says, are you, do you really want to go through that? Is it going to cost money? And, and you start looking down and then you letting that voice take over. And so we have these two voices that are always telling us, uh, yay or nay. And you have a boss voice, you have to trump the other one, right? You have to trump the other voice. And so when I tell everybody, when you get started in something, when I look at myself in the mirror I, in the mornings, and right now I'm on another, <clears throat> another, another quest, right? I'm on a quest to lose another 60 pounds because I want to compete at 61 years old, right? So I said, okay, I got to get down to this other weight bracket. So this is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to start training. And then I get this voice all the time that goes teeters back and forth, back and forth. Do you really want to get up at five and lift weights? Or do you want to stay here with your little pit bull and stay in bed? Right. And then you got to get up and then you got to get after it. And then you got to uh, say that, Hey, I'm going to the gym today, but guess what? My hour and a half work and I'm drenched in sweat. I'm not going to go home and look in the mirror and say, look at man, look at all my clothes falling off me. It's not going to happen. You don't go to gym one time and then things happen. You don't go to the gym for the second day and things happen. You just keep on showing up and you keep on not giving up. And then all of a sudden, 30 days, people are like, hey, are you doing something different? And then all of a sudden, 45 days, people are like, hey, man, what are you doing? All of a sudden, 60 days, people are like, okay, what exactly are you doing so I can get on whatever bandwagon you are? And guess what I'm doing? I am showing up and I'm shutting up and I'm getting after it. And so I think that anybody that has has doubts right everybody has self-doubts everybody has them everybody gets butterflies in their stomach when they when they think happening everybody doesn't want and the people that are closest to you tell me this is not true right everybody that's the closest to you usually are the ones that are bow breeding you and bringing the the bitch voice out right all the time right even my closest family members i'm just like oh i just don't want to talk to you about it okay i'm just going to get after it and so that's what i would tell you guys to do Write your goals, reevaluate your goals and get after your goals. And the only way to do that is to show up. If there's anything that I can tell anybody, when you get up in the morning, show up, show up for your day because motivation, everybody is motivated at the crack of dawn, right? They go to bed. They're motivated to start their diet. I'm going to read you. I'm, I'm good to go. I can't wait. They get up in the morning. They make their little protein shake and bam, two o'clock in the afternoon comes around and you're eating a cake because of, you know, the boss's birthday and you're like, you just didn't get after it. Right. You just let it, you let it go. Work, work on showing up and work on your self-discipline because discipline will never fail you. Motivation will always fail you. Okay. But you need them both. You need to have self-discipline in order to continue your path. You need motivation and wins in order to help you continue, and you need your failures to grow. That's what I feel that people have to do. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mark. I knew you were going to drop some other gems. That's why I just had to get it out there. It's been amazing chatting with you. Can't wait to see you this Thursday on our Alma call. Uh, Super excited about great things that are about to happen in 2023 for all of us. Um, Thank you guys, listeners. You probably need to play this on repeat. Listen to it again with some pen and paper so you can write down uh, these nuggets that Mark dropped. Now, um, we also will be adding your handles as well 
on the description and it will be all over all my platforms. So thank you again for joining another episode of Building a Leadership Mindset Podcast. As I always say, have a great day and make it count. That's right, Nick. I really appreciate your time, man. Thank you for letting me get on here and 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 push me out even a little bit more and 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 furthering my uh, connection to others, man. I love you guys a lot. I'll see you soon. Have All a right? great one. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye bye. So that was another episode brought to you by the Connected Leaders Academy. If you're craving the next step in your personal and professional growth, if you're excited to level up your leadership and influence, if you're dedicated to developing new skill sets and you love surrounding yourself with servant leaders and driven entrepreneurs just like you, the CLA is the next step in your journey. Yes, I have been connected with the CLA since May of 2022 and it has absolutely leveled up all my businesses that are thriving today connect with Jose Escobar at the Connected Leaders Academy on Facebook. Have a great day. Talk to you soon.